Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Demon Slayer Chronicles presented by Popped Off, a weekly Demon Slayer podcast where each and every week we dive into the episode of the anime alongside its characters, lore, and more. I am one of your hosts, Andrew Nimsgren, and alongside me I have James Graham and Dylan Beal for one of the last four episodes of the anime. Well, at least for season one. We know the movie's coming, we know season two's coming, but how are you guys feeling about coming to the end of what, uh, 26 episode season, we're going on at episode 22, it's almost over. It's crazy. It doesn't feel like it, like, um, if we just started it, so, uh, obviously the, the, the listeners know by now that we're kind of recording these in batches, but it feels like we just started it, um, the episodes are flying by, we're just, like, cruising through them. I feel like not a lot has happened, and also a lot has happened in such a short time. Yeah, it's weird, when we get into the episodes like these, where we're like, oh my god, like, what's going on like we're not really getting a lot of progress and then you think back to the ep- like the season as a whole and you're like wait a second there's been a whole lot that's gone on in this very short period of time and it's been executed flawlessly so yeah i've been uh, it's kind of it's kind of weird to like think back on it yeah but with that being said this is yeah like you said james this is definitely an episode where not a lot happened like we we're trying to look through it like my recaps very short it's a little continuation so It'll be curious to see what the last couple episodes bring, setting up of what we know the movie's coming, and anyone that's seen a trailer kind of has an idea of what the movie entails, so interesting to see how that sets it up. Dylan, and I just can't wait to kind of get your end of season thoughts, because we poked you a bunch at the beginning, and we'll almost be able to get your end of season thoughts. I, I have a question. Um, I mean, yes. this is going to be a shorter episode anyways, we could put this in here. Is the movie going to be, like, actual canon stuff? Uh, yes. Okay, cool. It is an actual arc for the manga. Oh, that's awesome. That's really cool, It's actually. like the... After this arc ends, it is the, literally, like, the next chapter oh, so, starts so, this. So it's uh, like, hey, here's the next arc of what's going to happen in the manga, and then once that's over, it's like, season two picks up right after that? Yep. Oh, so it's, like, basically a mini So it's, season. Like, it's like a shorter arc in the manga, and yeah, so it's, yeah, it's pretty much a mini season. It's, like, I'd probably say 10 to 12 chapters in the manga, just put into a movie, and then I'm sure we'll just jump right back in the arc afterwards. Obviously, I'm not seeing any previews for season two. That rules. But that's how it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, the arc itself is, is like, like... It's definitely not something that you can put into a season. Like you, it's definitely much more suitable for like a movie. So I, yeah, it'd definitely be like half a season if it was a TV yeah. show. Bah, probably like six to eight episodes. So it'd be like a solid arc in the season. But I think it can be compressed down to a movie because it doesn't need to be that long. No, exactly, exactly right. But I guess we're not here to talk about the movie yet. That will be in a couple of months, at least from time of recording, in a couple of weeks. After we do this episode that you guys are listening to it, the movie will be coming out, we'll be doing it. But, let's jump into the rigmarole for today. Yeah, if you really enjoyed this podcast, please uh, reach out to all your friends, share this podcast with them, um, and give us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Did you forget your one line? (laughs) Yeah, okay. Normally, I have an outline open that I just read from, but I forgot to pull it up. It's one line for 22 episodes. <laughs> the same thing. I'm forgetful. I'm forgetful. I'm a creature of habit, okay? Do you have any suggestions for how Dylan can work on his memory? Like, let us know. Or any suggestions for the show. Uh, more on topic. Um, hit us up over on Twitter at popped underscore off or email us at contact, contact at poppedoff.com. And to actually correct myself, we are diving into episode 23 of the anime. My bad. But... It starts off with Tanjiro being pinned down, 
but using a breathing technique to break the ropes and run towards Nesco, who, as if you remember from last episode, was stabbed multiple times, standing outside of the box, and might fight the wind Hashira. Giyu grabs the snake Hashira so he doesn't interfere anymore, and Tanjiro begins to call for Nesco. Nesco remembers family and controls her instincts and turns away from uh, the wind uh, the wind Hashira, and the master takes that as proof that she can be trusted, and pretty much all of the other Hashira are honestly shocked. Tanjiro declares that he and Nesco will defeat Muzan, but the master states that he's probably a little ill-equipped, and he should probably just start with one of the 12 moons before moving up to Muzan. Some of the heroes start to warm up to Tanjiro, and two of the Kakushi uh, take the siblings to the mansion. Tanjiro comes out, um, comes back to try to headbutt the Wintashira for stabbing Nezuko, but um, Muchiro uh, knocks him down and tells him not to interrupt the masters. As he is taken away, the master tells Tanjiro to give Miss Tamio his regards. When arriving at the mansion, the young girls from Tanjiro's selection is outside, and they all ask for permission to come into the mansion, but she just kind of looks around, smiles, doesn't really answer, um, and then luckily another girl comes out to break the awkwardness and escorts them into the infirmary. In the infirmary, Zenetsu is whining about his medicine, which is helping him regrow his limbs, and Inosuke is also being there, his uh, voice is being damaged, and he's more or less depressed and apologizes for being so weak up on the mountain. The Hashira continue their meeting and the demon, and we learn that the demons are more active than ever right now and that the corpse needs some new members. However, it's clear that the non-Hashira demon slayers are getting weaker and weaker over time based on the events from the mountain. The master believes that Rui's actions confirm that Mo, uh, Muzan was nowhere nearby as he usually creates a master diversion somewhere, um, somewhere else so that he can be ignored whatever he's doing. After everyone leaves, and the, um, after everyone leaves, the master silently says to himself that he's going to do whatever it takes to bring down Muzan, kind of implicating that there's some kind of past history between the two. So, it's a conversation episode. We kind of see how everyone's doing after the fight. We learn a little bit more about how the world's looking between the demon slayers and the demons. And we finally kind of get the buy-in on Tanjiro and Nezuko after some... Not very warm welcome. So I want to say, Dylan, are you warming up with Hashira? You said they are all very mean last week. Are they all still very mean, or are they a little better in your book now? Um, I mean, I don't know. Not, not much has changed. It's just, it's literally the same meeting, so I, I think I still need time with all of them uh, to actually have their characters flesh out a little bit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I like uh, I like the, the rock-breathing dude. He's just a sad, sad monk man. I like him. It's uh, is it is it Takedo that ends up smoking him with the rocks? It is, isn't it? Yeah, because he actually ha- yeah, he has a dialogue after it. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. He's just like, allow me to headbutt him. <laughs> yeah. Like, which I was like, I was like, you know what? That's fair, man. That's fair. He's got, he's, you know, he's got a, it's an eye for an eye sort of thing, right? I did, I did, well, I did. I don't know. I think Tanjiro's headbutt would hurt more than being stabbed. The sword at this point, from everything we've seen in the anime. I really think that's stronger than like a sword splice. He's got dude. He's got the the main character headbutt, dude. Like it's just just beats the shit out of everybody. Is that is that something that other people do? Like, what do you mean? Like, like I know he's the main character and he has a headbutt in the show, but like, is that something that other shows like? Is that like a common thing in anime sometimes? I think like who is it? Like Naruto's done it. I think was it Naruto? No, Dylan. We talked about this the first time it came up. The you... headbutt thing? Yeah. Yeah, like so. there was like two other characters that you listed that I was like, oh yeah, right. They use headbutts, and I can't remember who it. I can't remember who it is. 
but yeah, I don't know. I'm still waking up, so I'm I, like the memory is a memory's a little foggy. I really did like the um. How, what, I, we just talked about them, but like the the healing part of the the corpse, uh, like the the, uh, the Kakushi. Yeah, the Kakushi. I really like how like the two nameless people are just absolutely grilling him. They're like, "Why'd you do that? <laughs> you embarrass us. You made us. Yeah, you made us embarrassed." <laughs> and it was great because they're supposed to be just like these background characters, but they give them like such interesting depth and personality. It just in this little uh, like interaction, I love it. It was it was such a fun scene. With no face either, like you still don't yeah, know like no what they face. look right. Like it, yeah, I love how they're literally like he's like literally like piggybacking. Like <laughs> yeah, he's just like trying to get him out of there as fast as possible. Um, but I guess that with those two, that kind of does lead to Kano being right in front of the mansion. And Dylan, I'm, I'm curious to see what do you you think on her. So last week she tried to cut. Two weeks ago she tried to cut Nazuko's head off um she hasn't really said a word we don't really have much insight into her personality like where are you standing on this more or less mute demon slayer at this point um yeah i'm pondering i'm sorry <laughs> uh, i don't know i mean can i say i don't know is i don't know a good yeah a, that's, a that's, a, that's, a, that's a valid yeah that's a valid answer I, I, yeah, I, I mean, like, we don't really have much interaction with her yet yeah and she just she hasn't said anything so it's much it's not it's very hard to have like an opinion on someone based off of trying to cut off Nezuko's head. Um, but it's, I'm, yeah, I, it's just I'm, interesting. I'm a, I remember my first watch through. I would say I'm a yeah. skeptic of her right now. I'm I'm being cautious of my guards up, um, which I don't know. I, I don't want to get hurt. I just don't want to get hurt again, man. Uh, no, I, I that's how I feel about a lot of these characters right now is I have my guard up because it's like, we're in this weird zone of they come in and they're kind of enemies. And then now it's just like, okay, well, we're not enemies, but we're watching you. And so it's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I, I don't know who I can kind of trust yet. Cause like, I know the main squad, right? I know I can put my trust in them. I know they're going to be sick characters. They're going to be good characters. They're here for us. Um, but I don't know about these other, other people. I, I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know what they got up their sleeves. Yeah, no, that's fair. And I, I just remember my first interaction, like, I just had no idea what... I, I, yeah, I guess it's hard to kind of say too much without spoiling anything. But, um, it's just... I remember wanting to know more about her the entire time. Because whenever someone is just kind of silent for so long, you want to know why. Or if you want to know if they can talk. If they have a tragic backstory. Like, why are you not talking? Like, why, when multiple people come up to try to address you... Do you just smile at them and look at a butterfly? Like, doing I respect thing, that. I know I respect that to a point because, like, okay, you're doing your own thing. I respect that. But, like, also speak the fuck up. <laughs> like, it, I, I had the both sides of that. So, I, I yeah, I am, I'm curious to kind of see where that goes. And then after that, we do get to see the crew again. We get to see the squad back together. We get to see a sad, sad boy, Nosuke, which I think very much fits him. I, um, I don't to like a point. it. I want, I want, I want, I want the old Adoske back. Why is he sad? He's bummed out, dude. He's got the shit beat out yeah, of him. Go, go, cheer him up, Andrew. What the <laughs> fuck, dude? Uh, just, just put some food in front of him. We'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. I do like it though because, like, even throughout, like, the, throughout the last two episodes, like, no matter what was going on, like, even after the stabbing and all that shit, like, you just have like any interaction with the Hashir at this point is just like, well, it's the, the relationship isn't one of like. Like, nobody's friendly with each other. It's, it's solely out of, like, the respect they have for the master, and that's, like, it. That's the only reason, like, they're tolerating anything. So, none of them none of them actually like them yet. So, it makes it real uneasy whenever they come around. 
So I don't know. I, I kind of like that. I, I like that. Like, it's just not like everybody's right taken to uh, Tanjiro and Nezuko. They're just like, all right, we got to put up with you. Like, we don't like it, but. Yeah. And I, and I, I do going back. Yeah. Go kind of going back. It's like, I'm, I'm fine with everyone not instantly turning the page. Like, okay. She didn't eat people, so obviously she has to be 100% good. And there's no question about that. I, I would find that hard to believe that people that spent their entire lives devoting to demon slayers, de- uh, slaying demons to just instantly accept that. But I do, I am happy that after all this happened, that a couple of them, like, kind of either had their internal monologue or made a couple of comments about, like, okay, like, maybe this is different. Like, I wouldn't have been happy, like, because obviously, like, just seeing Nezuko do what she did is extraordinary and that like if you don't acknowledge that as a demon slayer like i feel like that'd be weird but not accepting it instantly like where they're at walking this fine line of like dylan saying that i need more time to know how i feel about them and this awkward moment of like we don't hate you but we don't trust you like that's where this all should be and i think that's a good spot for tanjiro not only prove himself and nezgo and kind of go up the ranks or become closer with a lot of these hashira but it's also in a position of where it'll keep Tanjiro always trying to improve so that he can prove that. So I think it's like, that's his motivation to keep going besides just sealing Nezgo. But it also gives him that kind of opportunity to bring in more people into this core group we love. That makes sense because they see Tanjiro do something or Nezgo do something. Like, all right, this guy's really good. Like, we'll roll with him. We'll roll deep with him. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing is too is that like, it kind of keeps that drive going because none of this praise is going to his face. Like he's not saying it. They're not saying it directly to him. Like, like Tengen's comment, basically saying that Tanjiro is like one of the most competent demon slayers you've seen in ages. Right. Like, because like the big conversation of their, their meeting was that like nobody, like no, like you only have like a select few who are really, really good that are either exceptional or kind of like they come from like a general. It's literally the squad. It's literally the squad. Yeah, exactly. Right. So. And Kano. Yeah. So it's pretty much the final selection of people in the squad. I love it. Yeah. Plus, plus Murata. Murata's not bad. Murata, yeah. Maraca. Whatever. Yeah, whatever his name is. You know, it's Murata. Murata. There we go. Yeah. He's not the worst. Um, but going back to the other half of the squad that's in the hospital, we have Anosuke with little spider leg. I'm not not actually little spider leg, but like little baby arms, and like. Can this dude do anything without complaining? Dude, he's gonna eat. Me- he's gonna take medicine five times a day. I'd be pissed too. He'd probably taste. But he drinks it. He's, yeah, but it's horrible. He doesn't like it. I so I don't know about the, the the sub version, but oh my god, the dub version. I can't stand his voice right now. It's just awful. He gets worse in these like two episodes. This rehab like is so bad for his character for whatever reason. He turns into a little bitch. Like, we always knew he was bad before, but, like, fine, keep your spider legs. I don't care. No one else cares. Drink your medicine or keep your spider legs. I love it, dude. I love that he's, like, like whenever he talks, it's just, like, his hands, like, are halfway up and it's just sleeves going everywhere. Like, it makes it, it, makes it so good. And then whenever, like, and whenever they start talking about Nasuke, he's, like, super shitty about it. He's, like, <laughs> he, he can't talk. Suck a dick. <laughs> like, he's just sitting there, like, ripping on him the entire time. Like, uh, it's, 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 you know what? Like, I don't know, man. We needed this. We needed a nice little, like, personality driven arc, I guess. I don't want to, I don't want to call it an arc. I don't think it's, I don't think it's big enough to be an arc, but like, like, nice little section. Yeah. But going into this episode, like, I, like, right now, we're just kind of bouncing around and we don't have much to talk about. And kind of rewatching this episode, realizing, like, it's not a wasted episode, but there's, I just feel like there could have been one more 
point here to really dive into. And when you go back and analyze a show like we are and kind of talking through points by points and trying to come up with things that are interesting to talk about is always harder and makes you realize how much content there can be in an episode. But like out of the entire season, this is one of the slowest episodes and the ones we get probably the least amount of information or world building things like the whole demon slayer thing like demons are very active muzan wasn't on the mountain well we kind of already knew muzan probably wasn't on the mountain and from everything tanjiro was doing we're seeing demons are very active like those are all kind of things we can pick up on we don't really see any like anyone in the hospital like don't really make any progress or anything kind of like that they're just all in the hospital and so like I, I, the whole... I think everything has a purpose though I mean, yeah. and the purpose of this, even though it's slow, everything had a purpose. No, yes. but but it, but it, it's slow on purpose, and I think that's okay because it's like, hey, we're at the mansion now. It's settle in. This episode, you just come in here, settle in with us. We're gonna be here for a bit. We're gonna be here for 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 a spell, as they say. And I think that's what it's really good at. And I mean, uh, these episodes definitely have their place, and there's a lot less to talk about. Um, but I mean, like, it's just setting us up setting us up for what for what's coming and i'm sure it's going to be good because i know i like this place i like the wait so is the whole compound itself called the mansion or is it like it's a butterfly it's a butterfly mansion and grounds okay it's where they're at right now and they just have they have like a hospital ward like that's like the, the recovery ward is like a spot within the mansion this place is a comp straight up a compound oh yeah it's 100% a compound yeah straight up yeah yeah, it, it, it's yeah, it has pretty much everything. It's it's super cool. But um, yeah, going back and like I, I agree that everything has a point and that these setting up slow chapters. But for me, again, just being new newer to anime than both of you, I've still watched plenty of anime. But it just feels weird to be doing a setup episode like this with so little left when it's not setting up the next arc. It's setting up slow episodes it's not setting up what's next and i guess that that is setting up what's next it's setting up like okay like you're saying like we're going to be here for a couple episodes we're going to be recovering we're going to be getting to know some more people um having the squad get back to 100 percent. that is setting something up but it feels weird doing that when we know there's three episodes left after this and well, well no because it, it, it's just given us time to be at this place like that's that's all it's here for is just get, gives us time to be to, to exist here at the mansion for a bit and it, and it and it matters because like there's only a couple episodes left but yeah there's also like four seasons of this show left and we need and this time least. to be at the mansion because we're only going to be at the mansion for the first time one time all right all right <laughs> let's not get too let's not get too sentimental here no it's true though no i know everything is only going for the first time so that's all fair and um yeah, I was just bringing it up. Because, like, right now, like, it is my quote-unquote job is, like, to have things to talk about. And so this didn't I give Andrew anything, and he's pissed. And I don't have much to talk about. So I feel like I need to compensate. <laughs> but, yeah. But with that, like, I actually don't have any more talking points for the episode. Was there anything else you guys wanted to go back and dive into? Anything you thought was unique? But I think this was... Yeah, it was a short episode. We don't have much to talk about, so I don't want to drag it out too long. No, I'm like I'm good to. Oh, I do oh, have oh, one thing. Go. I do have one thing I want to talk about. Actually, he knows about the good demons. Yeah, he does. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 we almost <laughs> skipped over that, but I, I have it written down because that was a very quick line that I, I had to write down because I was like, wait a second, what did he just say? Yeah, it's like the, one of those double take lines, but yeah. 
Yeah, he knows. He knows, dude. This guy knows. This guy knows way more than he lets on. I was like, like, I was even shocked where he was just like, "What just happened?" Like, I, I was like, "Dude, come on, man. You know what just happened. You know she just like got pissed off with the windy shirt and said, you know, screw this. You know, you don't need somebody to explain it to you. I'm doing it for dramatic flair." Yeah, and I guess it's hard to talk about that because we don't know how, why, when, or where. But I think I don't know. Do you, I mean, do you think they could have worked? Do you think they worked together, Dylan? Do you think they are that close? Do you think he just knows of them? Like, I, what, I think, I think your... he knows more than he lets on. And, like, the whole thing of, like, oh, like, uh, you're going to have to prove that Nezuko's fine. It's like, he, he's probably thinking, oh, no, I know she's fine. Like, there's other demons like this. Of course I know. Like, I, I feel like he's, like, playing dumb a little bit. I um, mean, and kind of hiding stuff from the other Hashira. Because, like, when he said that, I'm sure the other Hashira had no idea what he was saying. Like, I'm sure th- I'm sure they're not clued in on it, because if they were, they probably would have been way more open to Nezco. No, that's true. Except for maybe Gyu. Huh. Gyu's already down. Gyu's, Gyu's on board. Gyu's down to clown. He's 100% in. But, yeah, it'll be really interesting to kind of see how that plays out, how that comes in, and it opens up the world where, though, they all work together, or maybe more... I mean, that if he mentions Tommy Obi's, I don't know, somehow he knows Tangier knows him. Maybe there's other good demons like Nezgo and all that kind of stuff, and those too. So it does open up the world that he is aware of more than we do, so maybe he'll be teaching Tangiro things, rather than Tangiro always seeming to be like the one with the new or the most experiences, despite the Hashira fighting many, many more demons. But, with that, Dylan, why don't you give us a secret? Here's a Taisho secret. So I want to dive back in and talk a little bit more about the the time context of the show, um, because um, the what is his name the 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 number one master dude, the oh. head Hashira, the head Hashira that or like the leader yeah the head Hashira the the leader the leader the leader of the group. Oh, it starts with a K. Oh my no, god! No, like all right, the master or whatever he he brings up that it's the best Hashira group um, since uh, the feudal times. And so you might be thinking, oh, wow, that's a long time ago. Uh, the show takes place kind of like in 1912 to 1915-ish. Um, and Feudal Japan was only the late 1800s. Um, so, I mean... It was like 20 years. Yeah, it was like 20 years. And so he's basically just referring to, like, all the old people that we saw already. Um, yeah, Orokodaki, like, those those are the people that he's talking about. Um, because, like, the like Feudal Japan happens in, like, late 1800s. And during the fall of the Edo, uh, like, like period, and then the rise of, like, the Meiji. It's called, like, the Meiji Restoration, which is, like, the the side effects of that is that, like, before in feudal Japan, like, a shogun basically ruled everything. And this was moving from, a, you know, that kind of, like, war ruling to more of just, like, oh, the emperor is going to kind of rule. Um, and so that transition happens. Uh, Japan is no longer, like an island that's like kind of secluded um it really opens up um to like i like westerners i guess is like the best way to describe it is like other people um and that's why in the show um you see that town that's like you know it's a new town it's it's bustling and roaring and stuff is because that's right when they opened up um and then japan's like we're gonna go like super industrial super quick um and so we we're probably gonna get that vibe in a couple different areas as well so this is definitely a time of like a like a like a, a big industry time for Japan and happening in a very short time. 
um, which is cool. Which it, it's like a cool time because it's like right in between that like old ways and new ways are kind of like still clashing together and stuff. Yeah, and especially with kind of something you think of as very as much as it's needed, like a demon slayers, people running around with swords is definitely on the old kind of older side of it and seeing how that clashes with anyone yeah we already saw Tanjiro get a little bit of that that is very interesting especially as it goes on we start seeing him play into these cities um if you've seen any of the movie trailers like the entire movie is named after a train like which is um, definitely newer technology right so if we're yeah so yeah it will be very cool and that's yeah that literally what Dylan's talking about, like the clashing of two different ages, is literally what the movie kind of has parts of. It's all it's on a train, so that's very interesting. It'll be very kind of cool to see that coming up. And I don't know if it's good that they're mentioning like, "Hey, you're the best Ashira class," and it's pretty much the people that died before you because it was like ten years ago. It's the best thing to say to people, but they probably don't know that. Well, like you gotta like you gotta wonder too, like uh, as far as like a timeline thing is like, how many of these Ashira have like stuck around to see like previous generations? Like how many of them have like kind of like intersected amongst the two like there's some guys who look like super young like the like the mistishira but like like giyu and maybe rengoku maybe tengen like they're definitely like a little older right so you, they could all be between 12 and 30 and i wouldn't question any yeah of exactly well yeah yeah 12 and 12 and 30 is a good range like they just none of them show any kind of aging or anything besides the fact that they're all one's blind i think the monk's the older if i had to make a bet Say the monk's the oldest. Probably he's also the biggest. Yeah, but all right. I think with that, we're ready to wrap up this week's episode of Demon Slayer Chronicles. Yeah, so uh, make sure to tell your friends about the Demon Slayer podcast and hit us with a five star review on whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on. And make sure you check out popdop.com and twittercom off for updates on this show and all the other stuff we do. But with that, we'll see you back here for another week of Demon Slayer Chronicles next Wednesday. I'm